Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Hello, friends. Welcome to Good News Wednesday. I call it Good News Wednesday. There's so much bad news out there, but we don't have any tonight. We got good news. I'm just thankful. I was thinking today back to when I first got saved and the Lord arrested me. That's what he did. I hope he did to you. If you're watching tonight, I assume he did, but, but uh, I'm so thankful. I hope you're counting your blessings today about how good God is to you. I mean, even though he's so good, there's so much going on in the world today, but I got good news for you. He sent his word and healed us and saved us and delivered us and there's power in the word of God. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. I mean, even though people are seeking power all the time out here in this world. And, uh, but we have something that's far greater than any power that uh, the world has. And that's the power of God's word. Over in Philippians 2.13, in the Amplified Bible, it is said, For it is God who is at all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for all his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Power. There's no power shortage in God's word. He's effectively energizing you and working in you to do his will. That's good news, my friends. It's the power that God gives and there's no shortage. But many Christians live like there's a power shortage. You know, if you're out here on the interstate and you ran out of gas in your car, you're going to stop, right? Uh, if you uh, if you the lights in this room right now if the if the power goes out here there would be a lot of things that cause the power to go out but but we we would be a, in a power shortage but God's word never gives us shortage He always gives us truth and He always puts us over but God's word empowers us to live the kind of life He would have us to live and it's working in us say that for yourself God's word is working in me that's good news today. That's, that's the good news of the gospel. And we're not just to survive. How many of you know he didn't put us on this earth just to survive, but to overcome? <laughs> we're to be overcomers and not struggling, but empowered by his word to live the kind of life he's called us to live. So that's the good news tonight. Listen, in Philippians 4.13, also in the Amplified Bible, it says, I can do all things which which he has called me to do. How many of you know he's called you to do something? Not just sit back idly and do nothing. I don't know your, where you're at in, the, in, the, uh, in your life. You might be a little older. You might be uh, retired. You might be, uh, uh, you know, in the prime of your life. Regardless, he's called you to do something. But it says, I can do all things through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose empowered to do God's will. That's what we're empowered to do. We have a purpose, a plan and a purpose for our life is it and we're empowered to do it by the power of his word. Amen. Amen. We're to focus on what we can do, not the circumstances around us. What can you do? What can you do for the Lord? What has he called you to do? Well, he's called us to live a godly life before him. He's called us to be a witness wherever we go and whatever we do. So it's important that we we put those things together, but power through God's word gives us true life. So that's what I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about the word of God, that power up. You power up in the word and you'll power through things in your life. 
I can do whatever it takes to daily live for the glory of God. Amen? Must keep the word at the highest authority in our lives. How many of you know people, there again, I'm talking about people in the world looking for power and authority, and they want, they want to tell you what to do and what to, uh, how to live. But listen, what is the high, highest authority in your life? Uh, is it is uh, what you consider your authority? Is it above uh, your feelings, your desire, your family customs, whatever? No, it must be the word of God. In over in Matthew four, we see that Jesus was had just been baptized in the River Jordan, and it says the Spirit, the Spirit of God, not 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 the enemy, led him out to the desert, and he where he fasted forty days and forty nights. And, and then it said the devil, the enemy, came to tempt him, and he tempted him, and he said, if you, if you are the Son of God, <laughs> isn't that amazing? If you are a Christian, if you believe that, uh, you know, why isn't things happening right in your life? Well, it could be you're having a power word shortage. And so, but he, here's what Jesus said. He tells him, he, he tells him what the word of God said. He went right to the word of God. He didn't, he didn't tell him his opinion. He didn't tell him uh, 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 anything else but the word. And it says in, in verse 4, It is written and forever written, Man shall live by bread alone, but not by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus turned back the devil, the temptations of the devil, by what? <laughs> by the word of God. He was led by the Spirit. You know why he was led by the Spirit? He went out in the desert to find out that was greater in, was in him than what he that is in the world. And that's what we have to understand. And the Word of God will begin to let you know that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Listen, that's a powerful thing right there. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. But when the tempter came, he used the Word of God. What do we do when we're facing the, the uh, temptations of the enemy? What do we use? What, what's the highest authority in our lives when the problems and the circumstances come? Do you say what you feel or what somebody else has said or what uh, uh, the circumstances say or do you say what God's word says? That's the most important thing. When, you, when trouble comes, what's the first thing you look to? Do you look to the word or you remember the word and you begin to say, God, help me right now. I need your word. Or do you, or you begin to panic and, and have fear? What you say defines the highest authority in your life. What you have to say. Because it's important. It's not so much important what I say, it's what you say about what God's word, word says about you. What's the highest in authority in your life tonight? I would ask you that. Is it <laughs> Jesus stuck, stuck to the word and we should stick to it too? Over in Matthew, again in Matthew 4, it is written and forever written, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The word is the greatest authority, his word. You see, it's not only what a pastor says or somebody else says, it's what God says. It's the most important thing in your life. So over in Matthew 25, 24, 35, it says this, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Heaven and earth shall come and go, but... His word shall never pass away. That's good news. Over in John 6, 63, Jesus said this, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. How many of you know this flesh is going to do, be done away with at some point? But he says this, The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. 
There's life in the Word. We call it, this, this church was named Living Word. It used to be called Living Word Fellowship. Now it's Living Word Family Church. But why do we call it Living Word? Because the, the Word is live and, and working in our lives. And we, we consider it the, a, a very, very important part of our life. In fact, it should be the top part of our life. But it says, He shall give you life, but the words that I speak are spirit and they are life. Life and power. Over in Matthew twenty two twenty nine, it says the, the Sadducees were debating Jesus. How many of you had debate, people debate you about what the Word of God says? Somebody come along, well, I don't believe that. Or, or uh, say, you know, I heard that before. Well, the, people will debate you. They'll try to steal the Word of God out of your heart. And, and the Sadducees were debating Jesus. But Jesus said this when he remarks to them, You are mistaken not knowing the Scriptures nor the power of God of God. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the Word of God. Amen? Amen. We should know it. But we should base our lives on the Scriptures and on what the Word of God says, or we will not know the power or the purpose that God has for us. I've used this Scripture before last week when I was talking about abiding in the secret place, but I've used it often because it's one of, to me, it's one of the most important Scriptures if you're going to become a disciple and not just a convert. It's in John 8, 31 and 32, and I'm going to read it tonight in the Amplified Bible. It says, Jesus said, if you abide in my word, that hold fast to my teaching and live in accordance with them. That's important, isn't it? Not just hear it, to know it, to have an understanding of it. You are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you or set you free. How important it is to be free today. Well, I'm not... I'm not caught up in anything. No, it's the truth that sets us free. How many of you know we need truth today? We, we're hearing all sorts of voices in the world today, and we don't hear truth. But here's what Psalm, the psalmist said in Psalm 139, verse 160. The entirety of your word is truth. From Genesis to Revelation, the word of God is true. And we in 832, it says... To know, it means to perceive or understand, recognize and realize and come to know. Not just have a surface knowledge of what it is, have a revelation of what the Word of God says. And when we do, we can begin to be set free. It says in Psalm 119, 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In other words, you won't be confused, you won't be uh, uh, undecided about things, you can have a direction, a, a direction for your life that's pure and holy and live a kind of life that God wants you to live. His word, which is truth, will be your guide to a godly and a successful life. Amen? Amen. Now, what can he set you free from? Well, first of all, sin. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? We've all sinned and come from, you know, been, uh, we were all sinners that needed to be saved by grace. The word of God can set us free. I remember hearing as a child, I was, I always say this, I was uh, uh, probably more foolish than most because I had heard about Jesus. I had heard the word of God many times. My parents took me to church. I used to say Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and, 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 and have two-week revivals every other week. But the truth of the matter is I sat and heard that word but that word would, did not return void because at some point in my life, I bowed my knee to Jesus and asked him into my life. So he saved me from being a sinner, from sickness. How many of you know he sent his word and healed us and delivered us from our destructions? 
and by his stripes we've been healed. From poverty, he said, he, by, you know, he, uh, my God shall supply all your needs according to your, his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He, he's healed us over depression and fear and anxiety and, and worries and things in this life. Amen? Amen. And so the truth can change our nature and our life. Over in Acts 19, uh, this is uh, verse 20, they had, uh, the seven sons of Sceva, you may read that. Go read verse, uh, chapter 19 of Acts, and uh, you're talking about uh, uh, these seven sons of Sceva, these itinerant Jews were trying to cast the devil out of a man. And, and the Spirit said, <laughs> Paul I know and Jesus I know, but who are you? Well, we better know who we are, and if we have the Word of God, we can begin to have our true identity. And so it goes on to say, then... Then they were so full of fear after they, those, uh, the demon <laughs> jumped up on them, on them and, and uh, beat them up. Uh, then they went out and, and they, they, they got rid of their, their witchcraft books and all kinds of books. And then it says, then after that, it says the disciples went out preaching the word, making, and they made a change in society. It says the word of God spread and intensified and prevailed, was prevailing mightily. How many of you know the word of God can prevail in your life over situations, over things that uh, uh, the enemy tries to bring? What will prevail over secular humanism and over the, the craziness and the antichrist spirit going on today? What will prevail over that? The gospel, the word of God will prevail over that. What it, so well, you have to know what the highest authority is in your life. In Psalm 138 verse 2, it says God exalts his word above his own name. How many of you know that he exalts his word? How, how precious is that? How many of you know we need to exalt his word over what we think and over our opinions? Have his thinking, have his life full of, of the gospel, amen? It says in, in John uh, uh, 1, or it says John 14, in verse 1, it said, in the beginning was the word, and the word be, uh, was with us. Or, or in verse 14, it says it became flesh and dwelled among us. Jesus is the word of God, and we need to know what the word of God says today for our lives. Amen? Amen. Let me turn this page here and go over to the next page. But we need that power in our lives. What's the highest? I've already read that. find my notes here I write them out like this so I don't have to keep turning to the pages we're on a time <laughs> crunch here at times but it's powerful the power power comes from the word of God the word of God will transform a life how many of you know we need to be transformed in the newness of life and the word of God will transform it over in Romans 12 too, you know this scripture but I'm going to read it from the Amplified again do not be conformed to this world how many of you have conformed to the world? That's what the world is trying to get us to, to conform to what, what they believe, the government to run our lives and, and direct our lives. But how many of you know the, that the word of God is to be the number one authority in our lives? It says, do not be conformed to this world, excuse me, <clears throat> any longer with his superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively, progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing or the continual renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes. That's what's going to change our life, my friends, is, is the word of God. 
is a continual renewing of our mind to the word of God. Not, not just one time. Well, I heard that somewhere. Listen, you can't, you can't be a, a part-time Christian. You're either in or you're out. And uh, if you're out in, in, uh, from the, way, the things of God, you're going to be a, a perfect target for the enemy. And we can't allow that to happen. So what do we do? We renew our mind on a continual basis. What does the word of God say about this situation? What, listen, there are so many things that can trip us up in the world today. Trip us up and cause us to go the wrong way. Don't allow that to happen. Get in the word of God. Know what the word says. When something comes along, compare it to what the word says. When a situation comes into your life, what does the word of God say? Amen? Amen. But it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be continually renewed by the renewing of your mind. You'll know what the perfect will of God is. Let God's word and the Holy Spirit radically transform your heart and way of thinking. Listen, the word of God can transform your life. Listen to these uh, uh, words. Uh, God's word will determine your thinking. Listen, something's going to determine your thinking. It doesn't matter. It, let it be God's word. His God, the word of God is pure, amen, and true, and we're looking for truth. If you want to change your life into something to be successful and, and pleasing unto God, you've got to change the way you think. And the word of God will cause you to do that. Your thinking will determine your emotions. How many of you know you can get riled up in a, in a, in a uh, New York minute, <laughs> in New York second, whatever they call that? Just like that, something can happen and, you, and your emotions will take over. We're not to be controlled by ungodly emotions. Do you know what's happening in the world out here today in some of these rioting and looting? It's emotion. Their emotions are charged up. And we got people out there charging them up all the time, speaking this stuff to them. Your, emotion, your, your thinking will determine your emotions. Your emotions will determine your decisions. How, how many of you know that? You can say things and do things out of emotion that you wish you could take back real quick right after you cooled off, right? Well, it will determine your, your, uh, your decisions will determine your actions. You got something in your mind to do, you're going to end up doing it unless you got the Word of God protecting you and helping you to make right decisions, amen? And your decisions will determine your actions, and your actions will determine your habits, you do something continual on a regular basis, good or bad, you're going to continue. That'll become a habit. Now, it can be a bad habit or it'd be a good habit if you're listening to what the Word of God says and you're putting the Word of God in your heart and letting it come out of your mouth. Your, your habits will determine your character. Well, it's been told sometimes. You've probably heard it. Character doesn't matter. We've had high-ranking officials in our country saying character doesn't matter. But character is one of the most important things you can have, good character. And only the Word of God can uh, cause you to have good character. And your character will ultimately lead towards the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I, I know, watching this tonight, you want to be in the perfect will of God. How many of you know we all need to have that desire to be in the perfect will of God? We're not to, we're not to go off and do our own thing and... and uh, live a life that's uh, pleasing only to ourselves. We're to live a life that's pleasing unto God. And how do we do that? We have to know what the Word of God says. If we don't, we'll be off doing our own thing. And you know, uh, uh, I've heard it said, if you, if you tell a lie long enough that, and often enough, you'll believe that lie. But if you tell the truth long enough and often enough, you'll begin to walk in that truth. And that's some of the most important, one of the most important things we can do 
And especially if we've been born again, except the Lord, we have to renew our mind on a continual basis so we can live out the perfect will of God for our life. Amen? Amen. Over in 2 Timothy 2.15, Paul tells Timothy, he says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. Be diligent. Yeah. Be diligent to know the word of God. Be diligent to read the word of God. A workman who does not need to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Be diligent. So if, we, if we're diligent to read the word of God, if we're diligent to pursue the word of God, guess what? We have the Holy Spirit that will lead and guide us into that word in all truth. And he will show us things to come. We'll not live a life that's in uh, uh, being afraid or upset or worried or, or constantly be fearful. We'll be free of that because the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth. But that we need to be workmen, it says. What are we to do? We're to read the word, study the word, meditate, memorize the word of God. And then, vital and, vitally important thing, obey it. Obey it. Obey is better than sacrifice. And one of the scriptures says, to obey is better than, than saying, okay, I go to church or... or but but I you know or I don't have to go to church. But the Bible says go to church, right? <laughs> Forsake not the assembling together ourselves, even as that day draws near, as He draws near. Amen. What does that mean? Well, I don't have to go to. Yeah, you do because the Word of God says obey. So <laughs> there's blessings in obedience. There's blessings in obedience. If you want to be blessed, get to know what the Word of God says. And as you get to know the Word of God, guess what? Your blessings will begin to flow when you begin to be obedient to what the word says. So be obedient. Your effort determines your results. <laughs> I, you, you know this in the natural. Uh, if, if you want to get in shape, you can't watch uh, the infomercials and, and uh, say, well, that's going to get me in shape. <laughs> you can't watch the Food Network and lose weight. There's just not much truth to that because you'll, you'll be desiring those things. But your effort determines your results. So if you want to get in shape, you get up and you get out of the easy chair and you get out walking and you do some things that will cause you to get in shape. I, I think about that because I've played sports all my life and, and uh, I'd like to think I can do the things when I was thir- same things as when I was 30, but I know better than that. So if I want to do things even at my age, I have to go out and exercise and get myself in shape. And so it's important that we, we know what the Word of God says and then we obey it. Uh, in, in, the, in the spirit world, we have to do that. We have to know what it says. And if We're called faith people. We're called Word of Faith. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? But you know, it says in Hebrews 11:6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. How many of you know we need to have faith? But how does faith come? We've heard, you've heard this so many times. <laughs> faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What builds your faith? How are you going to build faith muscles tonight? How are you going to get stronger tonight to overcome the, the enemy's attacks? You're going to have to build your faith by hearing the word of God. You're going to have to study the word. You know, one of the best things, a way to hear the word of God is Get in the word and then begin to speak it for yourself. Speak it out loud. Speak it over yourself. Say, this is for me. How many of you know he didn't send it? He's an impartial God. He doesn't, he doesn't show partiality to anybody. He says, whosoever shall say and whosoever shall come, whosoever shall uh, 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 repent and call upon my name shall be saved. Whosoever shall say unto the mountain. 
How many of you know that's important? Begin to say to things in your life. If you want to overcome something, begin to say, I can overcome by the word, word of my testimony, by the blood of the Lamb, what Jesus has already paid, the price, Romans 12, 11, or Revelation 12, 11, says they overcame by the, word, uh, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. You can overcome by speaking the word of God over your life. Amen? It changes. As a man thinketh, as a person thinketh in their heart, so are they. Well, how do you think about yourself? Do you think about what the Word says? Do you think, how do you think about your situations and, and, and things in your life or the things that come against you? Are you thinking about what can happen or are you thinking about what God says about it? Because when you think about what God says about it and begin to say it, you can overcome every situation. <laughs> he, uh, Hebrews 4.12 says this, for the word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing and effective. Faith begin or believes what God says and acts in line with his word. God's word in your mouth has great power to overcome every circumstance. We're called word people. Amen. Over the last scripture tonight is first Peter one twenty three. Been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. His word is what changes a life, my friends. His word, the rhema word and this is the spoken word. The logos is the written word. And we put that writ, written word in our heart and speak it out of our mouth. It changes our life. Let's be word people tonight. Let's live the gospel and preach the gospel. What's that? That's God's great and blessed word that he sent to save us, deliver us, and set us free. We can be a blessing. When, when situations arise in your life, let it be known. I speak the word only. This is a centurion said to Jesus, speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Amen. We should speak the word only and see our life change for the better and for the good. Have a blessed night. <laughs> Look to the good things. Look in God's word and overcome every situation in your life. Be blessed and be a blessing to others as as God has blessed you. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.